All right. So today we're going to be in 1 Samuel 23. How have you guys liked going through 1 Samuel? Pretty good? I kind of say, unfortunately, that I'm not able to be, be here going through this because I'd really like to go through this with you guys. But I do have to teach the children in the morning, so, so I have that class. Um, on your sheet here, if you'll notice on the back of the sheet, there's a little map with some names of some places that we're going to talk about today. And, and if you want, you can follow along or you can, you can look at it later and just kind of reflect on, on the lesson today and, and, and just remember the names of some of the places that David and, and Saul are at and, and going to. And, and you can follow them in this um, historical map and just kind of see the way that they traveled. And it's kind of nice to have a little map to follow. Uh, so we're going to start in verse 1 and 23. Uh, it says, Then they told David, saying, Behold, the Philistines fight against Keilah, and they robbed the, thresh the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines and save Keilah. Good morning. So in number one, we see David at Keilah, and A says that David heard that the Philistines were attacking Keilah, uh, a fortified city approximately three miles from Adullam, where David was. And then in verse two, David asked God's counsel about defending Keilah. So, so at this point in time, David is in a better place spiritually, and he's seeking God's direction. And then in verse, uh, let's see. So the Lord gave David the go-ahead to save Keilah. Sorry about that. Um, in verse 3, And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we come to Keilah against the armies of Philistines? So they're, they're kind of they're asking David, why are, we, why are we going up to fight these Philistines? We're already hiding. We're already in fear of somebody else. Now you want us to go against somebody else that we're fearing? So they're fearing them even more than they're fearing uh, Saul, who they're hiding from. They were living in fear, hiding from Saul and Judah. So they were more fearful to go against the Philistines. And in verse 4, Then David inquired of the Lord yet again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into thine hand. So we see that David inquired of the Lord again. And then the Lord assured David that, that he would give the victory. Now this isn't on our lesson, but... but as I was studying this and going through this uh, the other night, I, I thought it was kind of kind of strange that, uh, well, not strange, but but coincidental that in in a, in a few lessons before we see that uh, Saul 
was having a problem with what God said, right? And, and then he thought he was doing the right thing. Well, we see here David, a man after God's own heart, questioned what God had told him. You know, God told him to go help them in Keilah. And, and just like Saul, when Saul blamed the people for his shortcoming, David was questioning God because of the people, right? So, so nobody is above having questions about what God has for you. You know, we can all, we can all have that, that problem of, of questioning God, um, which is something that we just have to kind of um, watch out for in our own lives. And that wasn't in our lesson, but it kind of struck me funny that, that, that the same thing that Saul was going through, so did David. David too. You know, he's a human also. Um, and verse 5, So David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines and brought away their cattle and smote them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. And it came to pass, when Abathar, the son of Ahimelech, fled to David to Keilah, that he came down with an ephod in his hand. So David and his men uh, were in uh, number five under number one there. David and his men slaughtered the Philistines, taking their cattle and delivering the city. And then Saul heard that David was in Keilah. In verse 6, it says, And it came to pass, when Abathar the son of Ahimelech fled to David to Keilah, that he came down with an ephod in his hand, and it was told Saul that David was come to Keilah. And Saul said, God hath delivered him into mine hand, for he is shut in by entering into a town that hath gates and bars. So Saul heard that David was in Keilah, we're in C. Um, and Saul said to himself, he said that God had delivered David into his hands. And this just kind of goes, goes again with, with the fact of the twisted mind that, that Saul has had uh, up, leading up to this point in time. Um, back uh, in, in 20 and, and 18 and 19, you see how Saul thought he knew what God wanted. He thought he was doing things for the Lord. But he wasn't. He was, his, his mind wasn't, wasn't in it. His mind wasn't right. He wasn't thinking right. And here again, how twisted this logic is this logic for Saul to think that God would help him defeat David. After God had taken the kingdom from Saul and, and picked, picked David to be the successor. Um, so, so his logic is twisted and his mind's not thinking right still. Um, and in, in verse 8 we read, And Saul called all the people together to war to go down to Keilah to besiege David and his men. So we see that Saul called his men together uh, to besiege David and his men. David, we're going to read verse 9, David, knowing Saul was plotting against him, called Abiathar the priest. Um, Abiathar was the only survivor of the massacre of Nob. And in verse 9 it says, And David knew that Saul secretly practiced mischief against him. 
And he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring hither the ephod. Then said David, verse 10, O Lord God of Israel, thy servant hath certainly heard that Saul seeketh to come to Keilah, to destroy the city for my sake. 11. Will the men of Keilah deliver me up into his hand? Will Saul come down as thy servant hath heard? He's questioning God again, asking him. O Lord God of Israel, I beseech thee, tell thy servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. So David, knowing Saul was plotting against him, we're in E on the, on the first page, called Abiathar the priest. Uh, he was the only survivor of the massacre at Nob. David instructed him to bring the ephod that he might inquire of God. The ephod with the Urim and Thummim were a means whereby God's will might be determined. So these things were going to help him kind of know God's will. Um, if you guys know what an ephod, it was, it was, a, it was a thing that they wore in those days. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that was going to... Um, I'm not exactly sure how that was going to help him in knowing God's will. Uh, maybe I should have studied that a little more, but, uh, but I didn't. And maybe that's something that you guys can maybe, maybe study a little bit um, to know why that ephod was so important in him knowing God's will. God's will. Um, so David asked God if the men of Keilah would turn David over to Saul. And then God said that Saul would come to Keilah and the men of Keilah would turn David in uh, and his men over to Saul. We're going to jump down to verse 13. Then David and his men, which were about 600, arose and departed out of Keilah and went with soever they could go. And it was told Saul and David, that, that David was escaped from Keilah, and he forbear to go forth. Verse 14, And David abode in the wilderness in strongholds, and remained in a mountain in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul sought him every day, but God delivered him not into his hand. So, so number two in our sheet, 2A, David and his men escaped. They heard... He heard God, and God told him that, that Saul was coming and that these people would deliver him into his hands, so he escaped uh, in verse 13. And if you kind of notice, the number of his men had increased from 400 to 600. So B, David hid where he could in the hill country of Judah, in the wilderness of Ziph, in verse 14. So Saul relentlessly pursued David, but God protected him. So it was God who was, who was not letting Saul find David. And we're going we're gonna to see here uh, in a minute how, how, how God was protecting David by, by somehow not letting Saul find him. Because we're going to see that, that, that Saul's son found him. So it wasn't like he couldn't be found. He, could, he, he was easily found by Jonathan. Okay? 
um, in verse 15, And David saw that Saul was come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a wood. And that means he was hiding in the woods. Uh, and see, David and his men hid in the woods. Um, verse 16, And Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David into the wood and strengthened his hand, strengthened his hand in God. And he said unto him, Fear not, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find thee. And thou shalt be king over Israel, and I shall be next unto thee, that also Saul, my father, knoweth. So we read there that Jonathan found David in the woods. He found him. So it wasn't like nobody could have found him. He, 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 was, he was found, but, but you can see how God... Was, was stopping Saul from finding him. God was with him the whole way. Um, and one there, after, after two, David at Ziph, Jonathan strengthened David's hand in God. This was his purpose in finding David, to encourage him spiritually. Number two, Jonathan told David that he should not fear and that David would eventually be the king of Israel. I wonder how Jonathan knew that, <laughs> right? I wonder how Jonathan knew that Saul wasn't going to find him. It's, that's kind of strange. It doesn't tell us, doesn't tell us anything of how he knew, but apparently he knew that, that Saul wasn't going to find him and that he would be the king. And he was looking forward to serving him. Uh, in, in three, at the bottom of the first page, it says, Jonathan wanted to serve under, under David in his kingdom. Uh, number four, so according to Jonathan, Saul knew this would be the eventual outcome, that David would become the next king of Israel. And we're going to, in verse 18, it says, And they too made a covenant before the Lord, talking about David and Jonathan, and David abode in the wood, and Jonathan went to his house. In verse 19, then came up the Ziphites to Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doth not David hide himself with us in strongholds in the wood, in the hill of Hekilah, which is on the south of Jeshimam? Now therefore, O king, come down according to all the desire of thy soul to come down, and our part shall be to deliver him into the king's hand. So in verse 18, Jonathan and uh, David renewed their covenant. And then David remained in hiding in the woods and Jonathan returned to his house. And then in 6, as far as we know, this was the last time David and Jonathan would see each other in, the, in their lives. Uh, e, what are friends for? So Jonathan was concerned about the emotional state of his friend. Okay? He was determined to find David and help him. So though Saul could not find David, Jonathan, his friend, found him. And then two, he gave David more than companionship. He encouraged him in the Lord. He encouraged him not to fear, but to trust that God would bring his will to pass. So then in verse 19, we read that the Ziphites went all the way to Gibeah 
if you look at your, your map there, Ziph is quite a ways from Gibeah. Um, and I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't find out the total distance of that, but it was a pretty good ways. And the, it says that the men of Ziph went all the way to Gibeah to find Saul and to give Saul David's location. In verse 20, we read, Now therefore, O king, come down according to all thy desire of thy soul to come down, and our part shall be to deliver him into the king's hand. So they were going to deliver David into Saul's hand. F says that the, the Zephites went all the way to Gibeah to find Saul to give him David's location. They would do what they could to deliver David to Saul. In verse 21, And Saul said, Blessed be ye of the Lord, for ye have compassion on me. And then he says, Go, I pray you, prepare yet, and know, and see his place where his haunt is, and who has seen him there, for it is told me that he dealeth very subtly. So the, the uh, number three says that the Ziphites were to go down and scout out David's hiding places. Uh, in 23, he says, See therefore, and take knowledge of all the lurking places where he hideth himself. So Saul's, Saul's having them go down and, and do his searching because he's not able to find David, apparently. So maybe these guys can help him. So he, he's using these guys to go find David. And, and when he comes down, he's going to hope that, that they're going to say, there he is, go get him. He's going to let them do the legwork that he can't do. Um, in verse 20, uh, 23, he says, And I will go with you, and it shall come to pass if he be hid in the land, that I will search him out throughout all the thousands of Judah. And 24, and they arose and went to Ziph before Saul. But David and his men were in the wilderness of, of Maon, and the plain on the south of Jeshimon. So David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in verse 24, and Saul pursued them. David and his men were surrounded by Saul and his men. In verse 25, we read that, that Saul also and his men went to seek him, and they told David. Wherefore, he came down into a rock and abode in the wilderness of Maon. And when Saul heard that, he pursued after David in the wilderness of Maon. In verse 26, says, And Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. And David made haste to get away for fear of Saul. For Saul and his men compassed David, and his men round about to take them. So number five, David wrote of this challenging time in Psalm 54. Let's all turn over to Psalm 54. This is a psalm that David, that David wrote about this point in time. He writes, Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, 
and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them, Selah. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. So he's kind of, he's, he's talking about people that are with him and helping him, uh, as Jonathan did. He said, he shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of trouble. And mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. So David knew that God was with him through this, through this trial and this trouble and, and through, through uh, Saul seeking to kill him. Uh, David knew and he counted on God being with him. And verse 27 says, But there came a messenger unto Saul, saying, Haste thee, and come, for the, for the Philistines have invaded the land. Wherefore Saul returned from pursuing after David, and went against the Philistines. Therefore they called that place Selah Hamalechath. Did I say that right? <laughs> so, so number three on the second page says that the Philistines attacked Israel. In 27, we read that a messenger came to Saul and he said that the Philistines have invaded the land. So word came to Saul that the Philistines have invaded the homeland. Saul was forced to leave David and fight the Philistines in verse 28. Though David was betrayed by the Ziphites and surrounded by Saul's army, God, in this instance, used the Philistines to deliver his servant David. Um, they were surrounded. Saul had them, right? And, and God, again, caused something in Saul's mind and life to have him go away from, what he, from pursuing uh, David again. So, so from there, David went to fight or find refuge in En Gedi. And if you see on the map in the back, En Gedi is over to the east from Maon where they were. So he was able to escape because, because of where God directed Saul at this point. Um, let's look down on uh, number four at the bottom of that second page and, and kind of look at these principles and applications. So A, like David did before attacking the Philistines in Keilah, we should make it our practice to seek God's direction for our lives um, on a daily basis. We, sh we should always keep God on the forefront of our minds for our direction. And that should be in our prayers. B says, Jonathan is an example of a true friend. Um, he found David and sought to encourage him in the Lord which is something that we can do. We can be, we can be a friend to those. Uh, you know, any one of us or any one of our friends can fall into to discouragement, you know, that, that, that probably David might have been feeling because of he knew Saul was, Saul was seeking him and he knew he wanted to kill him. Um, his men were afraid, <laughs> right? David's men were afraid. 
I'm, I'm sure there, there could have been a little bit of uh, being afraid in his life and in his heart. I'm sure he was, he was worried. And, and just like Jonathan encouraged him, we can be encouraged or encourage others um, in, in, in times of need. You know, we may have a friend or, or just know somebody who's going through something. Uh, and, and just like Jonathan, we can just go be an encourager to him. Uh, and, and that, you know, that, that can really lift somebody up and it, it can really mean something in somebody's life who, who's not really having a good time or, um, you know, fighting battles. Uh, it could just mean something very important in somebody's life. Just like it was so important for, for um, Jonathan to be there for David at this time. C says that David, after delivering the men of Keilah from the Philistines, was betrayed by the men of Keilah. <laughs> the men that he saved, they betrayed him. <laughs> the same men. Um, he was also betrayed by the Ziphites, who sought to deliver David to Saul. Jesus was betrayed by Judas, right? We may always be loyal to God's servants. So it, it may be a good thing that, that maybe we can, can be an encouragement to somebody uh, and, and really not even know the impact that we make in their lives. So we should try to be an encourager to other people. Um, and, and, and we just know, we don't know how that would help somebody. Just like if I was discouraged and, and, and one of you all come up and, and said, you're looking down or, you know, and, and just gave me an encouraging word, it would mean a lot. So if you ever see me with my head down, maybe encourage me. <laughs> but, but people get, in, get discouraged and, and maybe just one, one word might be enough. So let's just kind of keep that on the forefront of our minds and how we can be an encouragement to others. Uh, anybody have any questions or um, know the answer to the question that I was looking for? <laughs> yes, sir. Well, what I was talking about, um, Earlier? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of my, I guess like Israel would be today, like Saudi Arabia. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah, it's happening now. Sure. Sure, happens all the time. It happens everywhere. Yeah, people can get discouraged. Yes, sir, Mr. Crane. Some people would consider David what Saul got him surrounded. Yeah, they had him. But Saul gets called away very legitimately to rebel upon his faith. Yeah. They could have sent David a week later. Uh huh. Right. Right. Right, right, and 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 who 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 was that helping? It was helping God's man, right. David. Right. Yep. Some people would say you just love oh, sure, the world would absolutely, right. So so yeah, it's 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 very important, um, just being an encourager to God's man, <laughs> whoever that may be, you know. Okay, anything else? All right, well, I appreciate you guys' uh, attention, and I uh, hope you guys have a good rest of the day.